Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Well, welcome to church. And I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone because last week was our miracle offering a heart for the house weekend and i want to say thank you to all of those who were generous and i can't wait to see what god is going to do and as a church we'll be praying with you that god will answer your prayer requests that you wrote down as you sowed your seed but right now i want to look at this verse and it's found in isaiah 43 18 to 19 it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past See, I am doing a new thing. Now, I love this verse because I believe God is going to do a new thing. But I have a question for you. What do you think is the difference between those who are fulfilled in life? I mean, those that have great, meaningful relationships. They're strong financially. They're extremely generous. They're fulfilled in life. They've got a meaningful ministry. They, They just love life. What do you think is the difference between those people and the rest of the world. I'm talking about the ones that are struggling with relationships. They're trying to hold their marriage together or keep their kids in school and out of trouble. They're struggling financially and they don't know that they can be generous or they still want to be generous. It's like they know there's something more in life, but they can't find it. They feel empty. What do you think the difference between those who are fulfilled in life and the rest of the world that is so often struggling. Let me tell you what it is not. You see, it's not what people think. You see, it's not their intelligence, their talent, or their appearance. Because we all know smart people that are miserable. We all know or heard of talented people that are broke. Or attractive people that are struggling to hold on to relationships. But what do you think the difference between those who are fulfilled in life and the rest of the world? I would say it all boils down to one thing, one thing, and that is decisions, because decisions are incredibly important. The quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. You make your decisions and they end up making you. And the problem is, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. We're not great decision makers. You see, we we want to eat right, but then we end up deciding to eat the things that we shouldn't eat. We want to be wise with our money and then we end up deciding to buy the things that we can't afford. We want to be wise with our words and then we decide to say something that we end up regretting. We want to do the right thing and we end up deciding that to not do it. And sometimes our decisions hurt people that we love the most. We want to be good decision makers, but we are not good decision makers. We, and today, we're going to be talking about the power of our decisions. And it starts with answering this question. Why do we struggle to make good decisions? Because we want to do the right thing, but we end up doing the wrong thing. And I see three reasons for that. See, number one is we're overwhelmed with choices. You see, some studies show that we make 55,000 decisions a day. That's nonstop, all day, what to wear, what to eat, what to say, what to binge watch on TV, what to look at in social media. And we're faced with so many decisions that cognitive scientists have termed the phrase decision fatigue. 
And what decision fatigue means is that as the volume of decisions increase, the quality of decisions decrease. So what that means is you, you've been making decisions all day long. Uh, your decision muscle gets tired. And that's why when you've made hard, wise decisions at work or at school all day, you come home and you end up binge eating everything you see in the fridge. Uh, you get tired of making decisions. That's why when you made wise financial choices for weeks on end, then all of a sudden you make that, that stupid impulse buy and you like, you kind of regret it after a while. You see, that's decision fatigue. It's, it's as the volume of decisions increase, the quality of decisions decrease. And the next reason we make the wrong choice is this. And it's like, we're afraid to make the wrong choice. We're afraid we're going to miss out on God's will. We, we're afraid we're going to choose the wrong school. We're not going to have the perfect school. We're not going to have the perfect job or the perfect house or the perfect marriage. And since we aren't sure, we don't make any decisions. And this is a challenge because we need to understand this. Indecision is a decision. And indecision is the enemy of progress. So why do we struggle? Number one, we're overwhelmed with choices. I do believe that. Number two, we're afraid of making the wrong choices. And number three, we let emotions overrule logic. And this is where so many of us struggle. Um, we let decisions break down because of our emotions. And what's interesting is we, we end up um, on making decisions. We end up analyzing decisions that we, we spend too much time analyzing them. For example, what do I mean by this? is like you spend too much time analyzing or choosing what series to watch. How many of you have ever gone, okay, let's watch a TV series tonight and you get onto your, your Netflix or whatever it is that you want to watch and then you spend three, four hours trying to choose something and then when you look at the time, you're like, well, we need to go to bed and you didn't watch anything. We overanalyze what doesn't matter and when it comes to the important decisions that we have to overanalyze or think about, we react in the moment. We let emotions take over. So what do I mean by that? Well, when the kids are upset, logic says be patient with them. But emotions say yell louder as much as you can at them. When you um, have an unexpected temptation that comes along, logic says to, uh, it's not wise, it's dangerous. But your emotions kind of say, well, I deserve it, let's have a party. And so often... It is the, our emotional decisions that hurt us the most. So I want to say don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Don't make decisions that will impact you in the years to come based on the emotions in the moment. And why do our decisions matter so much? It's because the quality of our decisions determines the quality of our lives. And one of the best ways to live forward-looking people loving, God glorifying. One of the best ways to live a life like that is to decide before what you will do later. And that's the best spiritual tool you can use is to decide now what you'll do later. And that's called the power of pre-deciding. And as followers of Christ, we can ask God for help. We can ask God to help us pre-decide. And Proverbs 16.3 says this, Commit to the Lord, Whatever you do, that's everything. That's your marriage, your work, your friendships, your finances, your parenting. 
Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. And when you seek Him first, when you seek His kingdom, His righteousness, all these things will be added. When we commit to the Lord our decisions, He will help us pre-decide and make our plans better. And this is how it plays out in our lives. See, with God's help, we will predetermine our course of action before the moment of decision. So a very practical way is, so when I'm faced with whatever situation it is, I'm going to predecide to take whatever action. You see, we decide ahead of the time with God's help that we would, what we're going to do in any given situation. So, example, it's like when I am faced with a temptation to make an impulse purchase, I'm going to pre-decide with God's help to wait three, four days before I actually make that decision and then see if I can still do it. Maybe it's when I'm faced with worry, I'm going to pre-decide to take my burdens to God and not uh, go into unhealthy coping mechanisms. When I'm faced with being cut off in traffic, it's like I'm going to pre-decide that I'm going to pray that that person goes to heaven instead of pray that that person goes to hell. It's like we're going to pre-decide in the moment, in this moment, for later. And when we look at pre-decisions, pre-deciding, we see examples of this in the Bible. You see, Genesis 22, God told Abraham to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. Now, if, if I was Abraham as a dad, he's probably looking and thinking, that's ridiculous. No one would do that. It makes no sense whatsoever. But he decided in the past that God is trustworthy. And whatever God asks him to do, he will do and honor him because he trusted God. And because he did that, God came through and he didn't have to sacrifice his son. If you look at Ruth 1, Ruth makes a strong commitment. She predecides and she tells Naomi, no matter what, no matter where you go, I'm going to go. No matter who your people are, they're going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. Even Daniel, Daniel 1, Daniel and his friends are taken into a foreign land. They, they kind of become slaves. And the, the, the land that they've been taken into, they, they decide they're going to try and brainwash these boys to make them more like the, the, the nation that they've just been taken into. And Daniel 1.18 says this, But Daniel resolved, Daniel pre-decided not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. You see, he didn't wait until he was in the dining room at the dinner table before he made the decision. He knew who he was and he knew what he valued. So he pre-decided. And so I want to ask you this. What do you value? When people think of you, what do you want to be known by? What characterizes you? What do you, that you want them to say about you? Do you want them to say you're a person of integrity? Do you want to say that you, they, that, do you want them to say, that you are filled with faithfulness, that you, you're pure, that you are generous, that you're a person of generosity, what do you value? Because when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. When you know the value, that it, it, when you know your value, you can decide ahead of the time that when you are faced with this situation, you'll know what to do. And that you'll know to do this and based on what you value, Decide now what you're going to do later. So when you're faced with whatever situation it is, you have pre-decided to take whatever action. And how does this play out? I can promise you it plays out again and again and again in your lives. And it will save you from a decision that you might regret for the rest of your life. 
Because decisions determine direction and direction determines destiny. Unwise decisions have a compound negative impact on our lives. But at the same time, wise decisions have a compound impact on, in a God-honoring way. And I really want to ask you this important question. And I really want you to ask yourself this question today. If your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? I'm going to say that again. If your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? Because if you don't, you, it's time to take your life back. Pre-decide to do something different. Pre-decide because of who God is. What the, what, Pre-decide because of what you value, because of the value that God has placed in you and say, I'm not going to wait until I'm in that situation before I make a decision. Pre-decide before you get there. And why is this important? I'm going to tell you, this is real talk right now because I've noticed this in my life and so many others. It's the negative qualities we have. This is real talk. So many of us are inconsistent. We want to be consistent. We start out right, but we end up doing the wrong thing. So many of us are unprepared. We have an enemy. Satan is there. He is attacking, but we have our guards down. So many of us are unintentional. Instead of being proactive, we end up being reactive. We let life come at us and not the other way around. We, we, we selfish. We don't want to be, but we are. And I, I can prove it when there's a photo of a group of you and your friends. Who do you look at first? Do you look at yourself? How do I look? What do I look like? When things happen in your life, it's like, how does it impact me? What's it going to cost me? It's like so many of us can be short-sighted as well. We don't think about the long-term consequences of the things we do, the things we say. And some of us quit so easily. Think, when things get tough, we just, it's just so easy to walk away just because it's hard. And I want us to make six predetermined decisions about who we are. And I'm going to challenge you to, to go this week and make these decisions. Because when you know who you are, you'll know what to do. And when your values are clear, your decisions will be easy. Because when you know you are valuable, we're going to pre-decide these, these six things. And the first thing is, we're going to pre-decide that we are going to be ready. I am ready. Because when the enemy tries to attack, we will be ready for him. And we can do that by getting into God's word, understanding how much God loves us, understanding what God says about us, so that when the lies come, we are ready to come back at it. We're going to be consistent. We're going to say, I am consistent. Because it's so easy to be inconsistent, to be on one day and off the next day. But we're going to change that and pre-decide that I am consistent. Pre-decide as well to say, I am devoted in a world where people stray from God and lose their passion, we are going to stay devoted. We're going to stay in God's word. We're going to stay in God's house. We're going to, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And we're going to stay devoted to God. We're going to pre-decide to say, I am generous. In a world that is selfish and not God honoring, we're going to be generous. And remember, generosity isn't an amount. Generosity is a mindset. When in a, a world that is so unfaithful, where unfaithfulness is the norm, and followers, and we as followers of Christ, we are not the norm. We're going to stay faithful, and we're going to say, I am faithful. 
And then lastly, we're going to say, I am a finisher. We are going to honor God with excellence. So those are the, the six things that I want to challenge you to change the way we think. And before, before we even get into a situation, we're going to say those things to ourselves and, and grow. So I want you to say them out loud with me wherever you're at. You say, I am ready. I am consistent. I am devoted. I am generous. I am faithful. And I am a finisher. And with God, we are pre-deciding that we are not what the world says about us, what the devil says about us, what our past says about us, or what other people say about us. We are who God says we are. And when we are faced with situations, we are predetermining who we are. And here is what we are going to do. We are going to be ready. We are going to be consistent. We are going to be devoted. We're going to be generous. We're going to be faithful and we're going to be finishers. And when you are tired, when you're overwhelmed, when you're angry, when you're emotional, when you're discouraged or depressed and you don't know what to do next and you realize you are in a place where you're more vulnerable, the good news is this. Your decisions won't be based on emotions in the moment, but on the value God placed in your heart. And when your values are clear, your decisions are easy. And some really, really good news is we're not saved by the quality of our decisions. We're saved by the grace of God. See, our Savior, Jesus, he pre-decided in a garden called Gethsemane, no matter what comes his way, no matter what price he paid, no matter how hard it was going to be, no matter what pain he was going to endure, he pre-decided that not my will, but your will be done. And he gave his life so that we could have life. And so because of that, because Jesus loved us so much, what are we going to do? We're going to commit everything to the Lord because he establishes our plans. So ahead of tomorrow, we already know we will honor God in the moment. And with God's help, we will pre-decide. We're going to determine our course of action before the moment of decision. Predetermine who you are, and when you know who you are, you'll know what to do because the world needs us to be a light. The world needs us to be a light. Come on. I want us to pray right now. Pray for every single one of us. So, Father, do that. Stir within our church, stir within us. Give us the wisdom, just like Jesus predecided to serve you no matter what, to commit everything to you. And, Father, I pray that by the power of your word, Your word would do in us what we don't have the power to do so that we can serve and honor you. May the decision that we make be based on the truth of your word and not on the emotions we have in the moment. Give us wisdom, God, to commit to you and establish our plans in Jesus' name. Right where you're at, I wanted you to just stay in an attitude of prayer because the really good news is that our standing with God isn't based on the quality of our decisions because we've all decided to do things that were wrong and sinful but our standing with God is based on the goodness of God and let me tell you how good he is he loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus his only son who was perfect in every way who died for the forgiveness of our sins God raised him from the dead and our response is to simply decide to decide And maybe you've never decided to trust him to to make him Lord of your life. 
so that you don't have to face things of this world alone, so that you don't have to make decisions alone, so that you can pre-decide with His help to make the decisions, to know the value that He has placed on you and in you. Today, you can decide to accept Him. Maybe today you're not in a good place with God because you've drifted away from Him, but you're wanting to decide to put your trust back in Him. You're wanting to decide to come back and make Him Lord of your life, to make right with Him again. Today, you can choose to repent and surrender to Him. And that means turn around and turn towards Him because He's never turned from you. And the good news is He's here today to wrap His arms around you and say, I love you. You are amazing. The Bible says that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. It says that He has new mercies for us every single day. He has set up eternal life for us. And if that is you, I'm going to ask you to pray a simple prayer with me in just a little bit. Because this moment isn't about a religion or joining a particular church, but it's about entering into a daily, real relationship with the one who loves us right down to our core. And if that is you and you're saying, Jared, I want to commit. I'm, today I'm deciding to commit my life to him. I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. And it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for your amazing love. Today I turn away from my sin and ask you for your forgiveness. Please come into my life and give me a fresh start. Today I acknowledge you as my Savior. Help me to live my life for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I want to say, be the first one to say, welcome to the start of the rest of your life. And remember, your decisions determine your direction and your direction determines your destiny. So let's pre-decide that when we're faced with whatever situation we're going to be faced with, we're going to pre-decide to take whatever action because we're going to be ready. We're going to be consistent. We're going to be devoted. We're going to be generous. We're going to be faithful and we're going to be finishers. Amen. Have an awesome, awesome day.